Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode five of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is your pseudo co-host this week, Adam and Jill. Jill, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Adam? I am doing fantastic. A little cold here. I think, it is a little cold. I think winter finally arrived in here. Cleveland. It in did. Cleveland. It did. Indeed. But that's perfect time for reading. It's always a, very true. Always a good excuse to stay in bed. And, you know, if and, you have snow days and can't get to the library or clothes, you can get ebooks through Overdrive. I, every magical. time, every time I see people tweeting and posting about snow days, I get just a little bit sad. I love working here, but some days I, I wish I was able to wake up in the morning and just start reading and not yeah. have to get out of bed. But I know that's okay. That's okay. That's you know that's the world we live in. So. Uh, when you grow up, apparently you have to get a job. I know. You have to be an adult. Whatever. Uh, so today you're going to hear both of our voices a lot. I joined Jill and Sheila for the actual podcast, so I hope you enjoy hearing our banter because you're going to get like 45 minutes of yeah. it. <laughs> it's not quite that long, but... It's not that quite Okay. Um, <laughs> either way, you're going to hear a lot of both of us. Uh, we did a bunch of recommendations for we people did. from <laughs> Twitter. Uh, we also talked about, of course, the books we're excited about yep. that are coming out, and the books that we've been reading, which, as usual, there are a lot of them. There are a lot, yeah. Uh, if you're interested in letting us know what you're reading, you want some book recommendations, just give us a shout-out on Twitter or Facebook, uh, at Overdrive Libs or Overdrive for Libraries on Facebook. In the near future, we're going to have an email address available for you that's mm-hmm. coming soon, so if you have any feedback or want to ask us questions, it'll be even easier to get in, in touch with us. Jill, anything you were thinking of? Well, yeah, two things. First, we have a new logo. Yes, we do. Which is very fun and fancy. So fancy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so that is up. And then we recorded in a different room. So hopefully the sound is a better quality this time around. Yeah. We know we, we've been working on that. Yeah, we appreciate the feedback for sure. <laughs> we do. So it's, we hear you and yeah, hopefully we're making... you hear us yes. a little bit better. <laughs> Um, yeah. All right. Well, unless there's anything else, like I said, you can always reach out to us on social media. We'll have an email for you soon. Uh, thank you for all your feedback on, on everything and hope you guys are enjoying this as much as we are enjoying recording them. So um, without further ado, here is episode five of the Professional Book Nerds podcast. episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. I'm your host, Jill. Today, I am joined by um, Sheila and Adam, who you hey. just heard last week. Say hey. hi, guys. Hello again. <laughs> How are you guys both doing today? Real well. Good. Are all you excited about all books. excited. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to have... I feel like this is a lot, lot less pressure on me. I can just have a conversation with my coworkers, I know. as opposed to someone who I'm pretty sure is a literal genius. Well, just... see, I like you know people are going to be familiar with your voice, but now you can actually talk about what you read instead of just yeah, as opposed to feeling like I was going to blow every question and have her just look at me judgmentally, which she didn't do. But yeah, I'm very excited to it's talk good. about books and what I've been reading and what we're all what excited we're all reading, about. right? Yeah. yeah. 
So, Sheila, I know, you know, we ALA just finished, and there were some, well, ALA midwinter, and there's some big awards. So why don't you talk about um, two of the big award winners that came out of the midwinter conference? Well, I'd like to congratulate all of the youth media award winners this year. So if anybody wants to drop by the Overdrive office, <laughs> I would be more than happy to sit down and chat with you. Um, <laughs> I'm sure any of us would. Um, but it's the Children's Librarian in me. Um, the first book is The Last Stop on Market Street by Matt Della Pena and illustrated by Christian Robinson. Um, they won what I call the trifecta. Um, it won the John Newberry Medal the Randolph Caldecott Honor Medal, and the Coretta Scott King Illustrator Honor Award. They got the Caldecott and the Newberry? Caldecott. Well, yeah. an honor. The right, honor. But I mean, still, medal, yeah, 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 I have one book. Trifecta, is, yeah. so. no. That's one to make sure you read, and, and I have, and have it on Overdrive, so it's a really lovely book, and I congratulate Matt and Christian, and yeah. they did a wonderful job, and it was a really lovely book, so just pick it up, read it, obviously, it's a good one. And um, the other one that is one of the ones also that I've read is The War That Saved My Life by Kimberly Brubaker Bradley. Okay. And that's the one about the girl that has the club foot, and it's during the wartime, and they sent the kids away. This is in Great Britain. They send the kids away so they don't get bombed in the city. Got it. Okay. Um, And they won... Um, the Schneider Family Book Award for the Middle School Readers, which is one on disabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, the Odyssey Award winner for audiobook, which is how I wow. read right. the book. Right. And uh, the John Newberry Honor Medal. Okay. So it's it's another one that was, yeah, I, just, I think I just discussed it on our last podcast as well. But um, it's a really really good one to pick but up. see, you and... talked about it and I won all these awards. I know. So... I think you can take credit for that. <laughs> I, I think I will. And, and it, it'll fit, the War to Save My Life will really fit in good with schools and into the curriculum as well. I've been giving it to all my social studies and language arts teachers so they can cross-curricular with that. So. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds good. Yep. So the two big winners. Two big winners. And I just want to put a shout out to Christopher Barzak. He's a fellow Ohioan. He uh, came and visited my school when I was doing a book club up there. And he won the ALA Stonewall Honor Award for his book, Wonders of the Invisible World. So congratulations, Christopher. That's awesome. Yay. Yay. Yay, winners. Yay, winners. All right, Adam, I turn to you since it's your first time here on the podcast. Absolutely. Okay, so first off, I think you just need to get this out so that everyone knows. Everyone else who's done book recommendations so far has been an actual librarian. <laughs> I am not a librarian. I work with librarians. I talk with you guys every day, so I'm kind of like librarian adjacent, but I just I read a ton, mm-hmm. so these are still very good recommendations, but just wanted to, I had to get that off my chest. I wanted to make sure everyone That's knew. Okay. Not an actual librarian, but huge librarian lover. So, uh, some of the things that I just finished reading, uh, Zeros by Scott Westerfeld, which oh. Sheila, I know you read as well. We talked about it. Uh, it's a book about young kids with superpowers, but it's not what you would expect their superpowers to be. They can't fly and they're not incredibly strong. It's more like some of them have the ability to affect the way that a crowd thinks, or one of them oh. has the ability to kind of affect how um, mechanical things work and how technology kind works around sort them. sort of like an X-Men kind Yeah, of it's, I, it's really... Benign. Yeah, it would be really great for, I was thinking, kind of reluctant young male readers. I think it'd be a it's really a very good way to get them hard demographic excited. Too. Yeah. Uh, something else that I read was um, 
Michael Cunningham's A Swan and Other Tales. Oh, I love his book. Yeah, so it's reimagined fairy tales, but kind of without the happily ever after, or what would happen after the happily ever after. Right. Um, a nice example from it was uh, the witch from Hansel and Gretel is kind of an aging barfly, nice. and she's at bars looking for love, and kind of realizes that less and less guys are interested in her, so she goes and builds you know, her uh... house made out of candy. And uh, I want to preface this with it's fairy tales in the way that people who are very familiar with fairy tales might understand them. They're dark. They're yes. very, very dark. Um, so maybe not for young readers. I know people might see the word fairy tale and think, oh, give this to my 10-year-old kid. Don't do that. No, no. Yeah, the original fairy tales as written were very, very dark. Yeah. So <laughs> so that, it was, like I said, it was really interesting. I was a little surprised by how dark it was, but <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. And then two that are kind of around Shakespeare. Uh, the, the one I'm reading right now is The Gap of Time by Jeanette Winterson. It's a reimagining of a winner's tale from mm-hmm. Shakespeare. It's one of the Hogarth Shakespeare series titles that are coming out this year. Um, they have some really big names. They have some authors. very, very big names. Uh, Margaret Atwood is doing Tempest. Jillian uh, Flynn is doing Hamlet. Joe Nesbo is doing Macbeth. I'm so, so excited for that one, too. Yeah, the so, Macbeth, yeah. yeah. So right now, like I said, I'm, I'm in Gap of Time. It's really, really interesting. And then, ironically, also William Shakespeare. I'm listening to William Shakespeare's Star Wars by Ian Dosher, I think his name is. Uh, it's per- it's literally the story of the first Star Wars trilogy titles, and it's read by Daniel and Jonathan Davis and January Lavoy and others, but it's told as like a Shakespeare play. So it's like, oh. enter R2-D2, stage left, <laughs> and beep boop. It's, it's very entertaining, and you can kind of listen to it in the background while you're at work. That's fun. Um, so yeah, and um, I did get a couple books from ALA. I was in Boston, and I got a few titles. The one I really want to mention, it was literally handed to me from our friends at Penguin Random House specifically to read, which was Evicted by Matthew Desmond, and it tells the stories of eight different families dealing with the housing situation in the poorest neighborhoods of Milwaukee. So it's nonfiction, uh, but it's something that they said is just, they absolutely love it, so I'm excited to dive I think that's that. on the reading list of several of us. It, yeah, it is. <laughs> Myself included. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just really quickly as another nonfiction, this is a few years older, but... Um, the Jim Henson biography by Brian J. Jones. Anyone around here who knows me knows that I'm obsessed with Muppets. I have a Muppet yes. at my desk. Uh, so if you're at all a fan of Sesame Street or Fraggle Rock or the Muppets or the Muppet movies, I can't speak highly of that. So it's really fantastic. Um, yeah, I absolutely loved it. Awesome. Yeah. What have you been reading, Sheila? Well, I read A Step Towards Falling, and I thought it was one... All librarians discuss the awards that come out and say, well, why did this one make the list? And I'm like, why did this one make the list? Um, And it was was a really good one. Um, And it's told in um, one person is one chapter and another person is another chapter. Okay. And what it's about is um, about a girl who has Down syndrome and how she faces life. And how a normal high schooler sure. would uh, face life, and they see her being attacked, and why did they do anything? And and so the book evolves as they get to know the girl, and it's a really lovely story. Okay, I highly recommend it. Yeah. It's, it's a step. It's a step toward falling by Cami McGovern. Sounds good. So that one, that one was awesome. I've also read These Shallow Graves by Jennifer Donnelly. Okay. Awesome. 
Um, I haven't read a really, really good mystery for YA in a long time. Yeah. And this has got, this is in the age of Nellie Bly. So sort of things like Downton Abbey where girls of affluence were sent to finishing school and then all they had to do was marry. Right. And that was their job. That, right. that, that, that was it. And um, this is in that vein, but this girl who is wealthy, her father dies, comes home from finishing school, and now all these people around her father are dying. She's trying to figure out why. And so she pretends to be uh, um, helping the reporter investigating all these deaths. Awesome. And you can put it together with some of the Nellie Bly nonfiction that we have out there, and it would just be an awesome, awesome way to go. Sounds good. Does sound good. So, so I, how about you? Me, what, what have you been reading? I recently um, just finished, I actually listened to the audiobook of Accidental Saints by, by Nadia Boltzweber. She is a Lutheran pastor in Denver, but she is not your traditional Lutheran pastor. She's like covered in tattoos and... <laughs> I literally perked up. I was like, what's that? <laughs> So she, like, and she's written a previous book called um, Pastrix, which kind of talks about how she came from a life of, like, substance abuse and and her transition into um, becoming a pastor. And and she runs a a church in Denver um, called House for All Sinners and Saints that is very inclusive. And so um, Accidental Saints, her one that just came out a couple months ago, um, is about, like, finding saints like sort of an everyday people and and how the everyday people that you just sort of meet can affect you in ways you maybe didn't anticipate and she narrates it which is the fun part of the audiobook yes so i just finished that so i highly recommend that and i say that as someone who like doesn't really come from a religious Mm -hmm. belief system but her books are very very good and very accessible and probably because of her own history um are are good for those of us who maybe don't subscribe so to speak and then I am currently listening to the audiobook for Bad Feminist by Roxane Gay. Like her essays a lot. She's so fun. I mean, she's just, it's an incredible book. So that's what I'm, that's what I am reading these days. Listening, like I guess. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Lots of nonfiction. That's what I do. <laughs> Can I throw out one more that, I, course, that I've been reading? Sorry, I have like so many that I... I You're like, I've been storing all of I these up. <laughs> I didn't realize. I'm normally one of those people who reads a book one at a time finish it and then go to the next one and I realized that I was kind of prepping for this I have so many books that I have open um, so I don't know how familiar you guys I'm a big sports nerd as well as a book nerd and uh, Stuart Scott who worked for ESPN he passed away last year uh, he had cancer he won mm-hmm. their Arthur Ashe Award and he told this unbelievable speech kind of that long before he passed away he has a memoir and it's called Every Day I Fight and uh, it's kind of his story and it's like a love letter to life itself uh the anniversary of his passing was just this past week so it was getting a lot of attention on social media so i went back and and reread it um you know everyone kind of has someone in their life that has dealt with or is dealing with cancer so it's just really interesting to see his perspective he's one of those people who refused to let cancer define him he uh in his speech, he kind of talked about how, you know, you don't lose to cancer when you die. You know, you, 
you beat cancer by the way you live with mm-hmm. it every day and having all these other people around you. So it's just a really it's it's a little emotional, obviously. It's sure. just it's the memoir of someone who is you know dying of cancer. But uh, if you're a sports fan at all, if you're familiar with ESPN at all, if you have someone in your life who has cancer, uh, every day I fight by Stuart Scott is just really powerful and even mm-hmm. if you're feeling sorry about yourself and you're perfectly healthy and you want a reason to kind of get up and get motivated right. and get your life going it's fantastic so just wanted to throw that one out there as well excellent that sounds good yeah. so um we're doing our recommend recommendations now and they're a little different this time they are because we went to social media we did so i handle all of our social media stuff here at overdrive and this was the idea originally of the podcast it was, was yeah. start giving recommendations to people who are online and you know we have so much so many fans out there who actually interact with us on our social media pages and it's great so we took to twitter i asked a few days ago what everyone was reading and we got so many responses of people asking for recommendations which is a good problem to have so um, it is but it means we can't unfortunately we're not going to be able to get to them all yeah. but that's okay we'll try to we'll try all the different yeah. podcasts um sheila do you want to throw your recommendations out there first well we got something from af hockey chick 82 who has read illuminae by amy kaufman and jay Kristoff. and i was thinking well illuminae if you've read it is a wild ride um and i'm sure this af hockey chick 82 would agree um <laughs> It's, it's it's zombies. It's aliens. It's artificial intelligence. I mean, a pretty wild, much everything, right? <laughs> um, so, where do I go with recommendations? Um, we do have the Walking Dead graphic novels. They are awesome. Um, uh, I, I personally like the TV series. I can't wait for it to come back. Um, you could try the Fifth Wave by Yancey. Um, that movie's coming out. I think that's soon or will Very be soon, or yeah. have have will be. Uh-huh. Um, so that one's got the alien vibe in it. Um, other new dystopian kind of alien-like books coming up are We Are the Ants by Sean David Hutchinson, Blue Screen by Dan Wells, and Willful Machines by Tim Thorine. And um, you can always go for the, the hot one, Martian by Andrew Wire. Right. And uh, Oldies But Goodies, The Ender's Game by Orson Scott Card, and 2001 A Space Odyssey by Arthur C. Clarke. <laughs> So if you can't find a recommendation right. out of one of those, you're, then you're in trouble. <laughs> I try to encompass No, that's very awesome. important. That's very important. <laughs> I will have to second. Like, Ender's Game is one of my absolute favorite books of all time ever. Like, I read it probably at least once a year. It's just so good. I know. It's one of those books. Yeah. I love Ender's Game. I do. So those are good recommendations. Those are my recommendations. Those are good. Well, try them out. <laughs> <laughs> my turn? Okay. Alright, so on Twitter, uh, at Meryl underscore Rebecca said that she read Moby Dick. And first off, well done. Either you're, yeah, really. either you're a senior in high school or you just really wanted to dive back into it, so I couldn't ignore that. So I have kind of one that I think you're going to roll your eyes at when you hear this the first time is In the Heart of the Sea. Uh, no, which I is, Well, it's a recount of the true events behind Moby Dick. Uh, you know, it's it just came out as a movie, but I can imagine you might not want to oh, well. relive the whole story after reading how long is Moby Dick? So many pages. True. Uh, true. So if you aren't interested in in the heart of the sea, which again is the retelling of the true events behind the story of Moby Dick, uh, you can check out The Revenant, which is also a movie that came out uh, or is coming out I think this week with Leonardo mm-hmm. DiCaprio, and I think he's finally going to win his Oscar for it. Um, it's a really good book if you're looking into the whole 
overcoming nature and traveling, you know, large distances and revenge, even though Moby Dick doesn't technically get his revenge. Spoiler alert for anyone who's reading Moby Dick right now. Um, I think you're so, probably okay on that yeah, one. <laughs> okay. So The Revenant is, is one that is really interesting. And then I'm not sure why this stuck out in my mind, but when I was looking through and it just kind of popped, uh, The Pillars of the Earth by Ken Follett. Oh, okay, I, can I have not read it in a while, but I absolutely loved it. It's a historical masterpiece. I'm throwing up air quotes because right. that's how it's described on its overdrive.com page. Um, the Pillars of the Earth is basically, it has a 12th century backdrop and it goes through the entire lifetime of a monk and a mason who were building what they call the greatest cathedral the world has ever seen. So it literally tells their entire life stories. Uh, and of course there's evil characters and heartbreak and death and tragedy. But this is one of those books that even though I read it probably when I was in college several years ago now, unfortunately, I still vividly remember staying up till like four in the morning and just kind of pouring through it and being completely sleep deprived for a week. Um, if there can be a quote-unquote quick read that's 800, <laughs> that's 800 yeah. pages, this would be it. So um, that's the one I would dive into. Like I said, it's not exactly in the same vein as Moby Dick, but Pillars of the Earth by Ken Follett is one of my favorite books ever, and I felt like I could justify You know, I that. think so. My dad loves Ken Follett, by the way. Yeah, it's, he loves... He's wonderful. He loves all of his books. Yes. So, for me, um, Jenny Buchanan on Twitter wanted read-alikes for In the Garden of Beasts by Eric Larson, which is about um, the ambassador to to, uh, Germany during Hitler's reign um, in the early 1930s. So, there are... I have a couple books. Sure. Obviously. Um, Anything by Eric Larson Mm -hmm. would be good. His books are phenomenal. But in particular, I would say Dead Wake, which is about the Lusitania, so it's also sort of wartime, um, and Germany is involved in that. If what Jenny liked about it was the like Nazi Germany specifically, then Hitlerland by Andrew Nagorski is about American eyewitnesses to the Nazi rise in power, and Dodd is actually featured. So the, the the real character from the real character, the real person <laughs> from In the Garden of Beasts <laughs> makes an appearance in Hitlerland by Andrew Nagorski. And he also has a book coming out in May called Nazi Hunters, which is um, about the people like after the Nuremberg trials, there were still war criminals at large, and these are about the people who refused to just like kind of let them go. So if you know, she liked that aspect of it and the, the Nazi Germany. But um, my final one is City of Fallen Angels by John Berndt. He's the author of um, In the Garden, In the Midnight Garden of Good and Evil. Oh go. my gosh. <laughs> I can see your like wheels I, turning up. <laughs> I should have written it down. I've read the book. <laughs> but um, so this one is sort of like a bit of a stretch, maybe. It, is, it takes place in Venice and after a fire in 1996 at the Venice Opera House. So it is more a little more contemporary but it kind of goes into the city and the history of of venice and has a very colorful cast of characters who were there um throughout the the city and the time um when this this fire had happened and kind of goes into the the mystery of just mystique of venice as a whole so nice so those would be my recommendations yeah so those are good so hopefully we'll be able to get more i think it's fun doing it for 
Yeah, something tells me that every time we ask, I'm not going to have uh, too few answers. I know, I think we're going to have to. We would have to do an episode where it's just taking everyone's... Like just taking recommendations. Yeah, just recommendations. I think that, that, won't, that will probably fill 45 minutes without any Without any issues. Without an issue. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so are there any books that you guys are, you know, that are you're looking forward to reading? Yes. Adam, you want to... You seem very... I want to, like, jump the gun. So... <laughs> I'm incredibly excited about two books coming out in the relatively near future. Uh, the first one is Morningstar by yes. Pierce Brown, which is the conclusion of the Red Rising trilogy. So, like Sheila was talking about, if you're a fan of sci-fi or if you love Ender's Game, uh, this is perfect. It is, I don't want to call it dystopian, but it's definitely science fiction, and all of the people who are in it were are broken up into sort of like factions where they're different colors based on what they do in society. So okay. if they're uh, someone who is like a worker and they're in charge of just basically mining and all sorts of like grunt work, they're a rep. And if you are at the top of the food chain and you are in charge of like running government stuff, you're gold. And there's all these things in between. And basically the way that the trilogy starts is our main character finds out, you know, he's a rep and he's mining on Mars, like trying to, in his mind and everyone around him, they are... Um, building a society for the future and then what he ends up discovering through a series of events is that the society that they think they're building is already created and they're basically these reds are slaves to these golds and these silvers and everything and it kind of blows his mind so there's it's an unbelievable trilogy it's uh one of these ones where we actually i will read the book via overdrive and then immediately go buy it because we want to oh sure Um, so it's really fantastic the third one coming out is in February and it's called Morningstar and then one that's coming out a little bit later I'm cheating because I don't know when I'm going to do a podcast that's with okay. you again um, <laughs> one that comes out in May is View from the Cheap Seats for, by Neil Gaiman yes so yes. I am as many of us here are <laughs> obsessed with Neil Gaiman uh, and so View from the Cheap Seats View from the Cheap Seats is his nonfiction title. It's going to be basically all of his speeches and yes, introductions so and articles. <laughs> I think the way that I heard, I saw him describe it is a not so complete collection of all of his speeches and things. So anything I can get my hands on that that man has written, and thankfully he's incredibly prolific. So yes. it was a nice little surprise to see that he's going to do a nonfiction one because I would. I'm, I hope he does an audiobook of it because I would listen. Oh. I would listen to him read the phone book. So. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, so those two okay. are the ones. Yeah, those are the ones that I'm anxiously awaiting. Do we still have those? I think we do. I would. I would. If Neil, Gaiman, if Neil Gaiman wanted to read a phone book <laughs> to me, I would find him a phone book. We will find a phone book. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so those are the ones I cannot wait for. <laughs> Sheila, what about you? Well, there's quite a few coming out. <laughs> yeah, I know that's sort of the problem. Is like, which ones so do I want to talk many about? Books, so little time. Um, I found one this week. It's Up from the Sea by Lisa Lowitz. It's a novel in verse about a teen boy who survives the March 2011 tsunami in Japan. Oh, okay. So that one has my interest peaked. Yeah, sure. I really want to think. Of course. And I love novels in verse. Mm-hmm. I think that just, yeah. it's just a, 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 a unique talent to yes. be able to write that way. Um, I also want to read uh, Pax by Sarah Pennypacker. Everybody's talking about this. This is about a, a boy and his fox and war. And it doesn't specify which war. It's just a, a war. war. Huh, and okay. um, the fox is his pet. Okay. 
but he has to abandon his pet because of the war. So, I mean, Sarah Pennypacker, she's prolific as well. She wrote the Clementine series. And so, I mean, I think this is going to be a really unique story in her. Anything with an animal I always get nervous. I know. Like, um, the dog stars and the knife of never letting go. I, I don't want to get any spoilers like, wanna... both of them has an animal and at the end of it I'm in tears. So I hear like animal has to be abandoned. I'm like, oh god, no, 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 no. You're like, I don't, I got that feeling so about that. <laughs> well, at least it's not the dog. You know? Yeah, it's just, the dog and the yeah. It's always That's true. That is a true. That is true. <laughs> so those are about it. There's um, a couple other ones unhooked by Lisa Maxwell's coming up. And it's a twist on a twist on Peter Pan. Oh, okay. Um, so it's I don't know. They're, they're calling it a spy chilly adventure. It's 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 probably darker. And oh, I'm yeah. You guys can't see you can't see this because we're on a podcast. But when she said unhooked, Joe and I both had light bulbs go off. Like, oh, Captain Peter, uh, Peter Pan. So. <laughs> Let you guys behind the curtain a little bit there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good thing there's not a video camera. <laughs> so, oh, man. All right. So, what did I have? Okay. So, um, the first one I'm looking forward to coming out, it's coming out next month. It's called The Oxford Inheritance by Anne A. McDonald. From the description that I read on Overdrive, it sounds like one of my favorite genres, which is sort of not official, but um, murder art on a college campus. for the truth about her mother's death. I'm all in. Nice. <laughs> That's my kind. And then the other one is nonfiction. I read a lot of nonfiction, sort of like social science and humanities. And this one comes out in March. It's at the Existentialist Cafe by Sarah Bakewell. And it's all about the existentialist 20th century philosophy movement. And and I have a, uh, I took a lot of existentialist classes in college um, as bonus ones or whatever and uh I, I have a deep love for the existentialist so i'm i'm excited to to read that so those are the ones that i'm coming out that i'm looking forward to very nice guys have any any last parting books for um us? well i can definitely tell you because we're recording this on a Friday, at some point this weekend, I will dive back into Harry Potter. Oh, of course. Well, um, that's true. Yeah. You know what? Uh, 
want to say, you know. When you were talking about the Canther book, I almost was going to say something, and then I was just like, no. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah as we're recording this on a Friday, so yesterday, Alan Rickman passed away, and David Bowie earlier this week. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a rough week at the Overdrive been a offices. Rough week at the Overdrive offices, so there will be a lot of Overdrive team members watching the labyrinth, and then. You know, I'm currently wearing a Slytherin sweatshirt she, and a Hogwarts. She is. T-shirt. So, so I wouldn't call it a new book, but I will at some point be reading one of the Harry Potter yes. games this weekend. But yeah. yeah. Not to end the podcast on a sad note, but... Thanks, Adam. I know. I'm sorry. I totally blew that. We were, literally no, two okay. minutes ago, we were all laughing so hard, we were crying, and now I just kind of want to cry. cry. <laughs> sorry, guys. The magic of podcast recording. Well, <laughs> you know, we could always remember Alan as the enthusiastic um, actor that he was. That's true. And Absolutely. how he poured himself into it, and he, he made yeah. the best Snape. I mean, that was just the best casting ever. Agreed. Um, you know, I will always turn to page 394. My, my sister said something about it. <laughs> my sister had something about how, like, JK created Snape, obviously, but Alan really brought him to yeah. life. And I well, I think he had a conversation with her in the beginning. A little bit, yeah. So he knew he the knew direction of that stuff. character. Yeah. So yeah. Um, he, he really did play that one well and I always remember I him as uh, the sheriff of Nottingham. I know, Absolutely. that's the thing. He was like in so many sense and sensibility. He was the voice of God in Dogma. <laughs> he was Hans Gruber in Die Hard. Don't get me started. I had this whole conversation yesterday. But so, uh, yeah. Uh, my, uh, He's yeah. well loved. He's well, well loved. Around, especially he is. around these parts. Especially around these parts. Yeah. Yeah. It was a it was a rough week in the oh, drive offices. Yeah. I think like if you had like walked past like everyone's either like listening to David Bowie on Spotify <laughs> I, or like re-listening to the Harry Potter books I, or like reading I literally I, I, Jill I walked by your desk yesterday to talk about Alan Rickman and you gave me this look like I'm not ready <laughs> just give me an hour and I it's true you did. <laughs> I just walked away I totally he didn't died. even have to say anything nope. like he just I, stood at my desk I knew exactly why he was yep. there we've been spending a lot of time together so I was like on the same page there but yeah no it's uh Sorry, I totally <laughs> derailed this. That's okay. I think that that's. I think considering his impact, it's yeah. it is allowed. Give a special shout out. So. Give a special shout out. Yeah. So, well, thank you guys for being my guest. Absolutely. Have you had fun, Adam? Always. First time. Yeah. I, yeah. You did good with the recommendation. Thank you. You were like a little worried said, I, in the beginning. I, it sounded like. Well, I just but, didn't want anyone like what he's not a librarian. I just wanted to make sure we're no, all. No, I think you know. I think it's one of those things where. If you read a lot, you're going to know, like, good recommendations. Absolutely. And we're going to have other Overdrive non-library staff members yeah. on the podcast, so. Yeah. Happy to be the first one. So. Yeah. There you go. Well, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. And hope you guys enjoyed our uh, podcast. And See you guys. Listen next time. Happy reading. Bye. Bye. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.